Welcome. This is the Club NFT podcast where we focus talking to project founders in the Solana NFT space. You're going to want to hear about the helpful insights, innovations, all that's happening now and get clarity how NFTs as a tech and shifting to Web3 is the number one opportunity of our generation, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a fellow founder, an investor, you're going to want to listen in. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, founder of Club NFT, a community where we help NFT investors profit. Let's get into this episode as we roll this clip. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. This is the Club NFT podcast, and I got a very, very special guest. Um, his name is Doc Days, is what he goes by. And uh, you know what? He is one of the founders of BASC. That's the Board Ape Solana Club. And you know what? He helped derug the project, and he's helping it take this project to new waves inside the Solana ecosystem. And um, I'm really looking forward to bringing him on because he has a vast knowledge, not only in the crypto NFT space, but even in the health and wellness space. And just as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, um, I believe his journey will be able to be super inspirational as well as, you know, a fellow investor to just give a little bit more confidence when, you know, when we're looking into getting into certain projects. So um, I've had the pleasure to get to know him over the last few, few weeks here. And he's been a big supporter inside of MTC. um, But more importantly, inside the whole space as a whole. So Doc, my friend, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for showing up. Thank you uh, for being here. Um, Anyways, my man. um, Yeah, please. Let's start with, you know, a little bit like where you're calling in from. Um, and you know, how's your day been so far? Let's hear about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, uh, appreciate you having me on here. Uh, appreciate the intro. Uh, look, love, uh, sharing as much as I can in this space about my personal experience. Uh, you know, hoping that it resonates with somebody, you know, intrigues them. Maybe we, you know, talk about a, a different question or, uh, give somebody a different perspective that, you know, really lands with them today. So, uh, love it, man. Appreciate you uh, having me here. Uh, today, I'm calling in from uh, Georgia, the state uh, in the United States. Um, but I am calling from a shuttle bus uh, that my wife and I converted uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, and we've been traveling the U.S. for the past couple of years uh, to a bunch of the national parks in the United States, living off grid. Um, been definitely doing the, you know, travel, uh, work remotely and, you know, make some uh, some uh, magic money on the internet. Uh, let's just put it that way to to help sustain life, uh, and it's been good, man. Uh, but outside of that, I even uh, have a holistic health care or a holistic healthcare company uh, that I do facilitate out of Georgia, um, which is why we're back here for the holiday season. Uh, you know, enjoying some time with the uh, employees, the staff, uh, and checking in with my family that's here. Very, very nice. I'm glad that you get to uh, have that experience of, you know, you know, being able to be remotely, but also be able to travel and be free on that point, but also, you know, uh, be able to come home as you please and, you know, connect with, you know, like you said, your your staff members and, and your family too. So, um, you know what, I would love to like, let's start like, by taking this a layer back, right? And, you know, from like that, that beginner story of like, you know, sort of where you are. Uh, you know, from the beginning stages, like you talked about, you know, coming out of college and deciding, you know what, like, I want to go this entrepreneurial route. Um, let's take a take a layer back, take the story and let's start there. And then we'll get into some further details. 
Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, look, as, as a kid, I grew up, you know, kind of in the southeast, uh, kind of in Florida panhandle area, uh, ended up going to uh, high school up in Georgia area, um, played collegiate baseball uh, in Columbus State University uh, as a Division two athlete. Um, always, you know, kind of played uh, baseball, basketball, football, uh, and just was always trying to critique and perfect my body. So I was always, you know, very interested on how to uh, take care of my own health. Uh, you know, obviously, as a grow or growing up uh, kid, you're you know wanting to perform your best on and off the field. But whenever you look around, uh, we don't really live in a healthy society. Uh, so I was trying to actually study, uh, you know, why so many people, whenever they get older, are not healthy anymore. Uh, so yes, there's a number of reasons, but uh, two of the biggest ones were their dietary habits uh, and their lifestyle environment that they position themselves in. Uh, so I started studying uh, underneath somebody called Bruce Lipton. Uh, he's somebody that talks about epigenetics. Uh, so I've had a bunch of meetings with him, calls with him, got to study a lot about uh, his work. Uh, you know, just incredible experience for me. Um, but that also, you know, really brought me into perspective of how far off the, the marker we are with how we treat the human body, uh, how we treat our mental health, you know, emotional health, spiritual health. Um, so a lot of that, you know, is where uh, my passion came from. Uh, I just started noticing that there was a rapid change that needed to happen. Uh, and as soon as, you know, I kind of knew what change needed to happen, uh, at least for me, you know, it felt aligned. Uh, that's what I've been broadcasting out there for, you know, the rest of the world. Um, so, yeah, as, as a kid, uh, you know, I was always relatively healthy and I had a six pack since I was uh, eight, nine years old, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, and then as I started uh, you know, getting older, uh, it wasn't so much about that. It was more, you know, what was I putting into my body? Uh, you know, who was I hanging around? Uh, I started studying a lot of those uh, aspects of life. So, yeah, uh, then as I was in college, I uh, started, you know, learning more about nutrition. Uh, you know, I actually started studying holistic healthcare and the European side of, uh, you know, their healthcare system, ended up finding uh, a process I could bring over to the U.S., uh, and just started making a business out of it. You know, I never wanted to work for anybody else. I uh, really wanted to, you know, be able to provide my own uh, value to the world and, you know, be my own boss. Uh, so, yeah, been able to now, I think, five and a half, six years uh, running the company. Uh, we'll probably, you know, clear seven or eight million in revenue this year, uh, probably help out, you know, 50 to 70,000 people and pets this year. Um, so, yeah, you know, that, that's kind of my give back to the, the world at this point. Uh, just continuing to help people, you know, awaken their consciousness to, you know, the food that they're putting in their mouths and the environment that they're sleeping in. Yo, I, I can't wait to actually go deeper on that because, you know, that's been a journey myself personally over the last, uh, you know, shorter period of time, the last six months, you know, uh, discovering like, you know, the importance of what we do put in our body. I was uh, checking out your actual Instagram and, you know, you're, um, you know, since you're a Docs founder in the space, right? You know, um, seeing seeing your body, you know, you're you, you you're pretty cut, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it sounds like you've been uh, keeping healthy uh, throughout your whole life. I love that you uh, literally incorporate, you know, diet. And uh, I will want to dive deeper because as an entrepreneur, as a fellow founder, you know, it's really important to be on our A game, especially if we want to make like big waves in business and in, in life. It's like really. I think very fundamental to have health as a big priority. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's lean into this. Cause it's so weird. Like, how would you go from like, you know, yeah, you were like a semi pro athlete. Um, and then getting into like, you know, you got really into this 
diet and uh, nutrition and wanting to dive deeper in there, which led you to find founding a, a health company, right? But how does this link in with crypto and NFTs? Like, how how, how is that related? How did you get in get get in over here? Yeah, so that that's where the uh, then lifestyle part of it came in, uh, right? So uh, the office that I have is located in Georgia, uh, North Atlanta area, extremely populated area, lots of traffic, you know, so many different people that you're coming in contact with. Uh, wasn't necessarily the environment that I wanted to live in forever. Uh, so, like I said, pre-pandemic, my wife and I we converted a shuttle bus. Took us about seven months. Um, you know, and then from that point on, we now had a sustainable house that we could live off grid with. Um, so as we transitioned to working remotely, uh, it led to me just being online more. Um, and also, you know, during the pandemic, just having uh, secondary, you know, or third options of revenue, uh, just then became a priority for a lot of different people. Um, so at that point, I was already invested in crypto, uh, but I wasn't necessarily actively participating in Web3 or NFTs or anything like that uh, until uh, it's about a year, uh, a year from today, actually. So last November was when I really started looking into the NFT space, um, you know, and then from that point on, I've, <laughs> I've been living and breathing NFTs for the past year. Um, but it, it really just stemmed from, you know, being uh, not attached to financial money coming in from me sitting in, in one location uh, and leaning into other avenues to, you know, potentially look for financial freedom. Very cool. So you you like the freedom aspect that, you know, crypto uh, sort of gives to you. Um, also, I'm curious because you, you also like you trade quite often, right? Like you you trade like in in the markets, like you play the ups and downs a little bit. I think you were telling me about that. Like, um, how did you get into that? And like, what's your yeah. what's your experience on that front, too? So that, that comes back to college. Uh, so maybe six years ago, uh, I had <laughs> I had a buddy actually invested in Bitcoin back then and, you know, was telling me all about that. But uh, he'd also told me about, uh, I think you had said you were in IM Academy as well. Uh, so just got, you know, brought into that uh, exposure back in college. I think I was maybe trading, you know, a couple hundred dollar accounts here and there, probably blowing them left and right uh, <laughs> and eventually got out of college. Uh, and I restructured uh, kind of my life to once when you've seen that exposure and you know what that process is, it's like something that you can't unsee. Uh, so especially, you know, just knowing that there is capabilities and potentials to print money in the markets uh, and being able to leverage that within your life. I uh, was very lucrative, you know, but there's statistics don't lie. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of traders fail. Uh, why do they fail? That's kind of the, the part where I really studied and started to work. Uh, you know, greed is you know, really uh, just the overall factor. You know, trading itself isn't hard. Uh, it's just having that much power uh, is really the difficult part. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I started trading back in college, uh, was on and off for a couple of years. And then once when I uh, got out of college and was able to kind of isolate out uh, my own emotions, my own time and energy, uh, just started building better patterns, better habits. Uh, my top pair to trade is uh, the Dow Jones or US 30. Um, usually scalp on one minute, five minute time frame. Amazing. I have a lot of friends that are actually uh, have some pretty profitable strategies uh, scalping the Dow, the Dow Jones. So, um, but it, it's cool because it's, I, I think it's, you know, I can relate to this too. It's like as we grow up and mature a little bit, right? Um, and incorporate these new style of habits, 
Um, it goes a long way, especially when we're like acting into the market, right? Because it's a big emotional game. And, you know, you're right. It's like it's super powerful once you understand and know like, you know, what is possible, right? I've had people, you know, turn small amounts of money to lots of money in the market. I've had people, you know, lose a lot of money in the markets too. But it's just like at the end of the day, like I, I get massive FOMO seeing, you know, some some homies that are like – you know, stacking on stacking and just like, you know, consistent, right? You know, a couple percent every day, right? It's just, it starts adding up and I, I get a little FOMO not, not pushing the button, but also I know as well, it's like, as we keep growing, as we keep maturing, like, you know, investing is definitely always going to be a stage for me and, you know, potentially trading the markets um, again will, will be something that will happen in my life too, right? It's like, there's a lot of money on the table there and, uh, you know, being able to make your money work for you is, is a blessing. That's for sure. Well, that, that was, that was what kind of segmented me into the NFT space. Uh, you know, like with still ra- waiting around for some crypto regulations and some of that stuff to filter in, you know, I was pretty much making uh, financial gains in the market, withdrawing it in Bitcoin, but you know, Bitcoin doesn't have many use cases of spend, you know, as of right now. So uh, I was just learning of different ways to leverage, you know, or invest cryptocurrencies and, uh, that eventually led to the the NFT space, you know, being able to just take uh, gains from Forex trading, insert that, you know, or convert it from Bitcoin to uh, Solana is where I started. Uh, I guess I can kind of go into, you know, why Solana, uh, you know, kind of looked at it as a crypto market with uh, Bitcoin was first to market, you know, and then they had Ethereum, you know, it's kind of like that secondary that a lot of people said they missed out on. So it's kind of the same, you know, perspective for me of, uh, Ethereum was the first marketplace, you know, for NFTs, uh, and then Solana was kind of second. So, uh, really, just kind of went DGen mode all in and was like, well, you know, let's see if the second best actually turns out to be the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was why you know I really just uh, focused in on Solana to to start. Yeah, um, it's really cool because I I did a similar thing too, where it's like I focused in on Solana, like I had some profits on Solana, and uh, I was like. You know, I felt like I missed the wave with the ETH side of things and I just wanted to I, I, I'm more of like that innovator kind of side of things, right? I want to plant my seed like early, right? You know, they always keep saying that all the time. It's like, man, could have bought Bitcoin back in the day, right? But it's like I kinda of want to ride that wave. But you know, of course, you know, getting more and more involved, you kind of understand and you're like, Okay, this is why, you know, we like Solana and so forth. So um, tell me a little bit more on like why why you do like uh, Solana and and what you've learned over now these this one year. Yeah. Oh man, uh, it's been an interesting one year. I can say that. Uh, spoken to a lot of you know founders of projects uh, that are you know still uh, running today on the the Solana blockchain. Spoken to a lot of founders that aren't here any longer. Uh, you know, and definitely uh, spoken to a lot of developers uh, over the past year. It's just been. For me, uh, recognizing how tight uh, and small kind of knit this ecosystem is in Solana, uh, it actually kind of makes me excited to see uh, how much progress and growth has been made, but how few people are kind of at like the core of Solana. Um, So like I said, a lot of my experience and a lot of my growth has just been conversations and relationship building. Uh, I myself, I'm not a, you know, developer, I can't, you know, crunch the, the ones and zeros that well. Uh, my focus is, you know, more community building uh, and really just, you know, sharing out uh, really what the developers are working on and what the artists are working on. Uh, but like I said, you know, that's nothing special. Anybody can be kind of like a community leader, community, 
you know, voice. Uh, I, it, that part isn't hard. It's the development that is really hard. Uh, but that's what brought me to Solana is actually understanding uh, the utilities and some of the builds and uh, some of like the blockchain tech that's just been worked on. Uh, that was what was very exciting for me to start off with, uh, just knowing that there's also like a lot of build on Rust, uh, which is just something that, you know, a lot of developers like to work on. Uh, and that was something like the language was very familiar with me um, and just felt like it was very easy transitions. Uh, and I actually liked that it was a little more centralized uh, because I know, yeah, well, maybe with the whole FTX thing uh, that just recently happened, it wasn't a good move, but uh, it was actually more lucrative to see that there was some structure and some faces uh, versus kind of back then, you know, everything was decentralized. Everything was, you know, uh, let's have no names attached. Just, you know, it's this random thing that's out there. Uh, so I kind of liked how it was still a community basis of Solana that was growing and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we're still people, right? So even as you're trading these JPEGs and you're hiding behind, you know, your NFT portfolio or pro, uh, profile picture, there's still people here. Uh, so I enjoyed, you know, like I said, the the ability to get in at the foundation uh, and be able to talk to, you know, what's being built and, and have some input on what's being built. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's cool how far it's come. And, uh, you know, we're still quite early on the standpoint of where where it can go um but at the end of the day it's like there's so much development being done and so much work you know behind the scenes that's happening um it's like okay let's plant a flag in here you know the next so you know a few years uh you know there could there's always roller coasters and waves but like you know we're we're gonna be good you know so we keep planting and we keep showing up and uh, we keep getting better each day and that's what that's what really counts and um, I think you know something that you know we we both kind of got attached to when it comes to NFTs it's like NFTs are just like more fun right than like trading like forex right you're like you know you, you, like you said the community aspect creating these connections networking right you have that ability right there's no you know, the guy that you're selling or buying the the Dow Jones off of, right? There's no communication there between, you know, you pushing the buttons, right? Where over here there is communication and there's like the added extra benefit. So tell me, like, I would love to hear more about uh, the journey in NFTs. And then that led you to like, you know, you know, taking up uh, BASC, like, t let's, let's hear about that. Yeah. So, oh man. Uh, so yeah, back November, you know, December of last year, uh, that was kind of, I think my wife and I had got an Airbnb for three months and, you know, kind of just, uh, we had stopped traveling. We were, you know, trying to isolate ourselves in Florida and just, you know, kind of crank out some stuff for my holistic healthcare business that I needed to focus on and, you know, have stable Wi-Fi instead of running it off the hotspot on my phone. Uh, but that led to just additional free time, you know, that led to me having time to browse, uh, and that's what, you know, then I eventually found NFTs. That was when uh, Magic Eden had just kind of launched their launch pad. So, you know, I remember some of the first projects that were, you know, put out there. Uh, you know, that was kind of right before uh, Ethereum really started to, you know, blow up. Uh, so I just got to observe a lot of the ecosystem, you know, their early days, what we would still consider uh, peak bull, you know, market. Uh, we definitely, you know, had that experience. Uh, but then, over the past year, I've been able to see, you know, the bear market and I've been able to to witness, you know, the washouts, um, you know, how many scams I've seen in between then and there. Uh, so that that perspective and what I've seen in the past year is more knowledge and experience than most people will uh, ever have, to be honest, just because of so many 
uh, experimental things that have been done in the past year to get this kind of to where Solana and NFTs are at today um, that most people won't even know or hear or, you know, even know existed unless they get told. Um, but like I said, back in November and December is when I started, uh, you know, that was when launch my NFT was kind of like the only <laughs> launch pad that existed. Uh, and that was where I minted actually Board Ape Solana Club. And that was one of my first uh, NFTs that I ended up minting. Uh, I went full degen mode, uh, didn't necessarily know what uh, a rug pull was. So that wasn't really even a, a thing that, you know, <laughs> was even a common terminology even used uh, back then. Uh, and for me, uh, Board Ape Solana Club was derivative artwork of Board Ape Yacht Clubs. Um, but there wasn't even derivative as a term. Uh, Board Ape Solana Club is actually the reason uh, derivatives exist today. That's like why the term even exists. Um, but anyways, pre-mint, uh, I had no clue about any of that. So I said, well, maybe this is my second attempt or my second shot at, you know, now not missing Board Ape Yacht Club, and maybe I get to do it on a different blockchain. Uh, you know, this was before IP conversations, uh, I mean, anything. So just so brand new. Uh, I think I minted maybe 86 or something like that, and I'd spent, like, it was like fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars on on a mint, like, and this was launch my NFT. Like, really think about that today. If you were to go on, <laughs> um, so full degen mode, and everybody wasn't even sure if it was gonna make it to Magic Eden. You know, they thought it was just gonna be a rug pull before it even went live. Um, as soon as it went live, uh, we broke every single sales volume record. Uh, that there was to date for Solana NFTs. Uh, so we had the single day largest trading volume, which was, I think, like 40,000 Solana uh, in a day back then. Um, and yeah, we were, you know, first and foremost, front and center. Uh, we were like the first Solana NFT that had, you know, made headway. And then it created a, a controversy with Ethereum, you know, based NFTs and Board Ape Yacht Club. And uh, Magic Eden was getting messages, you know, about stolen artwork and all this stuff back and forth. Um, I wasn't, you know, the founder of the project. Uh, I was just a <laughs> community member uh, who, you know, saw an attempt at maybe getting some second, uh, you know, knockoff versions of Port Ape Yacht Club. Um, so over that first three months, uh, the founder uh, of the original project ended up rugging the project. Uh, I kind of did what's called a slow rug to where he was around, you know, in Discord every day, did kind of, you know, the bare minimum, but just kind of kept alluring to uh, what, you know, benefits were to come and all that stuff, you know, and I had no clue, you know, I didn't even know that existed, didn't even think anything of it, just very naive and, uh, you know, just obviously giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, like the the lifestyle that <laughs> I live, uh, I have a motto, lead with an open heart and an open mind. Uh, and that does get me in trouble sometimes, but it also, you know, helps get me to where I'm at today. Um, but, you know, trusted him fully was like a manager on the, the community. Uh, so, you know, I was pretty much a, a key centerpiece of relaying, you know, conversations, communications, updates. Uh, and then I think it was middle of March. Uh, we were supposed to get paid out like royalties on secondary trading volume and, uh, we never got it. And then we started asking difficult questions. Um, I actually spent, I think, $10,000 on one board ape because that was supposed to be the amount of royalties that I was supposed to get back. Uh, and I never got that back. So then I just had to eat that loss and a rug pull immediately after. <laughs> 
so that that sucked uh but yeah that that was kind of you know the transition period of uh at that point the the community had rugged and we now had one of the largest uh communities on the ecosystem you know so we had hundreds and hundreds of holders i think we had like 3000 unique wallets uh and i think the discord uh had over like 1600 or 2000 active members um so we ended up transferring over our Discord to a new Discord. Uh, we ended up creating a multi-sig and uh, pretty much reminting out the entire collection from scrap and airdropping it out to all of the holders. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of a process that uh, D-Rugs hadn't even been around. So we were kind of like one of the first, you know, communities to, to attempt to D-Rug. Uh, there was something called Sanctuary back then that, you know, had this process of where you had to burn the old NFT and then, you know, they would give you a new one. Um, but instead, we had the community actually uh, raise 100 Solana to remint and airdrop it out on our own uh, instead of going through somebody else. And yeah, from that point on, we've been back up and running. Uh, we've had a hell of a journey. So um, this has just been my you know first home, and it'll be my last home. You know, I've definitely bought plenty of NFTs from other communities, but uh, <laughs> they've either rugged. Uh, or they're just down bad, you know? So at this point, uh, I'm very comfortable with where I'm at. Uh, and then now, you know, I've got enough experience to know, you know, what's a good project coming into the ecosystem and what's not. Dude, um, that is a story. Um, and it's so cool because it's like, you know, one thing I, I, I could see and, and hear, it's like, at the end of the day, you didn't like point any fingers or blame anything, uh, uh, anyone else besides like basically yourself and just like really took it in like learning through the process right and you're like okay well now this is what i can like take away from it but then i can apply it um in the future right and that's what you you're exactly doing and i love hearing about that so um throughout that process like when you guys initially had this like massive volume spike and like you know you broke these records and you know you're like man you know i did invest this 14 15k into this project now i'm like you kind of have that euphoria because you're like man i proved people wrong here right you know guess what this is going really good blah 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 did you like take some profits on the way on that journey did you uh get your return on investment like um what what, what did you do when you were in that state of euphoria yeah, so it's always interesting looking back at, you know, how you manage euphoria. Because whenever you're in euphoria, you, you don't really recognize you're in it. You know, Like now maybe a second time through euphoria experience, I would say, hey, all right, you know, we're in there. But first time around, you have no clue. Um, so, you know, we went from a 0.69 soul mint. So back then that was like 70, 80 bucks maybe. Uh, and we ran all the way up to a 20 soul floor. So that meant that the cheapest one was like 2000 bucks for one of these. Um, so eventually, I think I was somewhere in the range of having, I don't know, maybe seventy dollars or $80,000 invested in uh, apes. Uh, I got all the way up to like $120,000 uh, invested in apes at some point. Uh, and then I ended up, I think, at Euphoria around like 20 uh, I took some profits, but I ended up buying the entire dip on the way down. So I bought, you know, levels of 15, levels of 12, levels of eight. And then, you know, the rug happened once when we were at like a four or five soul floor. Um, so, yeah, I had a absolutely terrible trading experience. You know, I, I bought on the way up and bought on the way down. So <laughs> uh, 
uh, it, it was bad. You know, it was, it was a terrible financial loss. Uh, definitely very frustrating. Uh, but it was one of those that, you know, that's probably a catalyst as to why, you know, I definitely am still here in this position with Board Ape Solana Club. But it's actually like the best position that I could have asked for because uh, at this point, I'm not here for the financial purposes. Like I'm here for the connections more than anything. Uh, you know, like I said, I started the uh, the podcast off by saying like I have my own holistic healthcare company. You know, like we do perfectly fine. You know, like I haven't really crossed paths with crypto, bringing it back into the U.S. So like I keep my funds pretty separate. Most of you know the crypto that I use is from forex gains, so it doesn't you know it doesn't affect my my lifestyle. You know, it affects just kind of my emotional mental health sometimes. Um, but you know that that's where uh, I I am able to separate it. Uh, but it was definitely very upsetting, you know, very sad. So peak euphoria, didn't realize I was in euphoria, uh, you know, kind of just kept, uh, <laughs> kept boosting myself with hopium and, uh, yeah, wrote it all the way down to the bottom. Uh, then the, the, the rug got pulled and, you know, it was a no brainer for me to figure out how to <laughs> not just eat a hundred thousand dollar loss. Totally dude. Um, so I have two questions for you and one, one, uh, one is first, uh, basically, like if knowing what you know now, like what would you do differently, um, being like going through that state again, right? Because you, you could very well do that again in a future investment or in a future project, um, etc., right? Have that experience, but what would you do differently knowing what you know now? Uh, well, uh, actually, I can relay this back to MTC. Uh, so you know, I did exactly, uh, kind of a, a similar process, except now I've leveled out to being able to do risk management with my NFT investing. So no different than uh, Forex traders who move positions to break even or, you know, try to mitigate, you know, risk management. Um, you know, for with MTC, I think I minted out a total of 32, uh, you know, and I did my prior research, knew you guys were doxxed, knew you guys had been out to Vegas, uh, pretty entangled in the ecosystem, uh, you know, had connections with Magic Eden, uh, really just, you know, did my foundational work to know you guys were not going anywhere post-mint. You know, that usually gives enough of a segue to say, hey, this project's going to mint, you know, and then they're going to have some clearance of takeoff, you know, from some sort of price action. Uh, so from that 32 uh, on mint day, I think within the first week, uh, I had sold back down to 10. Uh, like, I think I ended up selling that 22 and I was, you know, way in profits. And then I bought back uh, in to be at break even on the collection. Uh, and then that's where I stay at. So now at this point, uh, I idle at break even on any projects that I believe in. Uh, so if they go to zero, they go to zero. And if they, you know, continue to thrive and do well, uh, then, you know, they do well. So that, that's my goal is to get back to break even as or as quickly as possible. Uh, and then from that point on, you know, you invested in the project to see the project do well. So, you know, that's where uh, you're there, you're invested and you're, you know, you're you're there at a, a safe entry. Also, like for the listeners, you know, nothing here is financial advice, right? Only use money that you're willing to lose um, that you don't have a full attachment to, right? You know, this is this is risky, but at the end of the day, it's like, how do we mitigate our risk? And, you know, doing exactly what you did is a great way to to mitigate that, right? It's like, okay, well, now you've you've taken some profits, you know, at least get that break even mark and you're still holding onto a bag. So, you know, if it does moon, great, you're happy. If it if it goes down, you're not going to cry about it and, and whine, right? So um, 
really, really solid. It's go ahead. It's something. Sorry, man. It, it's something that like uh, for for me as being a project leader at this point, you know, like the worst thing that I hate getting asked is you know when, when, when. You know, I think that's any founder's worst nightmare is having people in the chat, you know, saying when this, when this, when this. Most of the people that are sending those messages are over leveraged or they're waiting on an exit. You know, like I've just studied that over the the time of those people asking of, you know, what's next. It's usually not from a curiosity stance. It's coming from a, you know, personal desire stance. Uh, and, and that's one of the places that I didn't want to be at while being invested with somebody. Uh, I didn't want to apply additional pressure to, you know, a founder or to uh, a team, uh, asking them to basically just pump my bags just to pump them. You know, like that's, they have their own agenda. They have their own roadmap. You know, that's what technically when you press buy or you press mint, that's what you were, you know, investing into it to, to begin with. Uh, so you got to give people that runway and that, you know, trust to to actually give them that time to to build. You know, we're, we're, we are human at the end of the day, you know, as much as a lot of people think these founders and these project leaders are robots and, you know, need to be slaves to, to Discord and to Twitter. And, you know, we still got to eat. We still got to sleep. We still got to take care of, you know, being human. Uh, so I just don't want to apply additional pressure to people and, and even to myself, you know, and really get frustrated with people when it was my own leveraging or my own risk management that, that put me in that mental state to begin with. Well, hey, I just want to say thank you for that because that mindset is really relieving, you know, for, for me as a founder, as a fellow founder, but also just saying, you know, thank you because, you know, that helps inspire other people and your own actions, right? That, you know, the people who follow you are also applying and that you've also shared, you know, through education. Um, you know, my, my second question to to this conversation, and then we can transition from here, you know, it's like, man, you just shared that you're like, you're down in a hole, like you got into NFTs, you got you got rug pulled, um, you you over invested, um, all all the rest. But like you know, to to the listener here, it's like, why should they still even think about NFTs, or why should they even get involved? I think you, you you've labeled it out that they should just stay away, right? But like at the end of the day, like why should people get involved, and you know why why is it not as bad as maybe it sounds like uh, from this story? Yeah, I mean, so that that's the thing. Uh, I have a extremely high risk tolerance. Let's just put it that way. Um, to where my lack of education uh, and my probably immaturity and leading with my ego and you know understanding that you know I could just print more money. Um, it it made me not necessarily be as conscious with how much uh, money I was investing in the space. Um, obviously, over the past year of NFTs. Uh, most NFTs are down 98, 99%, uh, which means most of my investments are down, you know, 98, 99%. Um, now, the reciprocation factor of that is I see it as all paid education. You know, like I I mentally have to say that, yes, um, that's how I still sanely, you know, stay here. But I am seeing that education pay off in itself now. You know, so as I just shared, you know, my trading experience with MTC, you know, like there's more of those opportunities to now come. Uh, so there's different layers of education. You know, there's different experiences that we all have that kind of make our journey. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you investing in NFTs uh, is really investing in some sort of, uh, you know, membership to gain somebody else's experience, to gain somebody else's insights, uh, you know, to learn from other people's mistakes. So you don't have to make them, uh, 
because we do know that Web3 and NFTs is definitely not going to go anywhere. Like This is definitely the future. It's more of what's your participation in that foundation. So like I said, I, I believe to have a better impact in Solana with a tighter, you know, knit kind of community aspect of it. Uh, and the education that I'm learning now uh, is, is something that's extremely valuable. You know, like uh, just being around uh, when FTX crash occurred, you know, like that's a conversation starter when, uh, you know, these bigger companies start to come into Web3 and ask, you know, for people with experience on uh, community building, running, you know, discords. I mean, all of those are going to be skill sets that, you know, people will put on their resumes at some point because that will actually be, you know, a credential and requirement for some of these higher level marketing positions or management positions. Um, so I see it as, you know, uh, for me, I know this place isn't going anywhere. Um, you know, my level of participation and my level of trading uh, can always range and differ. Uh, but you know, if you're looking as to why to get into NFTs, it's to know that at some point, you know, the home uh, that you'll be living in will be, you know, tracked through uh, the blockchain. You know, the car that you buy will be tracked through the blockchain. You know, so to learn uh, how the blockchain works, how to navigate it. Uh, you know, at early on uh, in early stages uh, is is extremely beneficial. Uh, so yeah, man, I just wanted to extend uh, you know my knowledge and experience in financial literacy. Uh, you know, and getting in at the foundation of a financial revolution. Uh, that's kind of you know where I wanted to position myself, so I wasn't you know on the outskirts of it. Well, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, what you've applied over this last year is going to put you years ahead of the general population, right? When, you know, five, six, seven, eight years when, you know, everyone's sort of forced to learn about what's going on in this space, um, you're already going to be light years ahead of that, right? So, um, and that and that's the power move here, right? It's like we can, you know, even in this bear market and all these eyes like staying away from this space, there's actually a lot of like behind the scenes of bigger companies, bigger names, bigger regulations that are getting more and more involved, right? Like there's a lot going on that we don't necessarily see. And, you know, as we being in this space, it's like, man, this is really important to to be more and more involved. Um, so, you know, my question here is to the newbie, right? Like, you know, from your experience, you talked about learning from other people's mistakes, right? You know, what can the newest person who's like, hey, you know what, I'm just getting started. Maybe they're just a few months into this space. What's some of the advice that you can share to them, um, you know, that from your experience, so that way they don't have to make the same mistakes that you did? Yeah, uh, number one experience is don't come into Web3 alone. Uh, don't necessarily lean on, you know, your friend's advice, because your friend may not know either. Um, but just don't come in alone, because you'll leave alone. Uh, so you really do need uh, somebody to hold your hand through the process because there are um, so many ways to potentially get scammed. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to mismanage your money and your finances. Um, there's just a lot of education, you know, that goes into this. Uh, so I encourage you to not feel the urge to learn everything on your own. Uh, like I'm a very independent person myself. You know, I, I, I'm very hard-headed. I think that, you know, I can do it on my own. Um, that learning lesson and that, you know, experience and behavior that I had is the reason why, you know, I, I lost as much money as I did in that, that uh, you know, that, that past year. Um, but through that learning experience, you know, now, sure, I have that education and I can apply it. And, you know, over time, I'll make up that loss. But 
like I said, if you're looking to enter this space, just don't uh, pretend that the YouTube video that you're going to watch gives you all of the insights and, you know, tells you about all the scams and things to look out for. Um, not the case. So your first investment before buying any any NFT should be a ledger. It, bottom line, if you're interested in getting NFTs, you should also be able to spend that money on a ledger to make sure that your assets uh, are actually your assets and they're safe. I love it. So for people that, you know, maybe they, you know, a lot of their friends aren't involved, right? And also, we got to be careful who we listen to, right? You know, if you're going to take someone's opinion, right, you better be ready to trade places with them. And if they're just like, you know, a broke degenerate trying to, you know, find their way, it's like, you know, do you necessarily want to take their advice, right? Um, or even people that might have a negative opinion when it comes to this space, right? Same thing, right? What are they doing that it is that you want, right? Well, if they're not doing what you want, you know, no point listening in, in, in retrospect, right? So um, to not learn alone, like where can people get started so that they aren't alone? Is Do you have any recommendations of like where they could uh, first plant their flags? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> number one, I do know you have your own education course uh, that you came out with on, you know, NFTs. <laughs> Uh, but we also uh, at BASC, we have a partnership with a, a company called Chart Addicts. Uh, that's a financial uh, forex trading platform, education platform uh, that also has uh, rundowns on you know NFTs, how to open up wallets, uh, you know how to navigate uh, you know different marketplaces. Uh, so that's you know one location. Um, they've got a lot of YouTube videos you know on uh, navigating this space as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, you know, where I'll segment and just say, you know, the best place to look, I'm going to definitely default to, to me because I'm going to be able to, to point you in the right directions with, uh, you know, different resources and different, uh, you know, education courses or, or classes that really, realistically, you need to invest the time in uh, understanding because if you don't invest that time, then you'll be, you know, paying 100000 to invest in <laughs> the hard way education that I did. <laughs> yeah, and, and the biggest thing, too, that I can share in here is, like, slow down, right? It's not it's not a race. It's like, you know, yes, there's opportunities every day. Yes, you know, someone minted a project yesterday and at 10x and, you know, your, your homie or someone that, you know, is in this space, like, made a bunch of money, right? Cool, Right. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be those opportunities and they're not going anywhere. So, you know, if we can take the time to to get educated first, to go through the process, to make a couple of those learning lessons first, like, you know, slow down. Um, it won't be as expensive and, uh, you know, get get educated first. Right. And I, I love that you offer a form of education for the newbie. Right. So that way they, like you said, not alone, but also get the fundamentals down um, so that way they have a a really good foundation to build off of, right? And that's something that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to also share with people, right? Yeah, I do have an educational platform and have a community where it is very welcoming and allow people to come in and ask questions and, you know, get support to um, vet some projects to really understand, you know, um, the security side of things, right? Because it's, it's a, it can be a scary world with, you know, a lot of, you know, scams and, other things to look out for, right? But it shouldn't be something that we should be scared of. It should be something that we can step right into. And if we take the right actions and we learn the right foundations, there should be no reason why, you know, you don't, that you that you lose 
so much, right? That, that you make a massive mistake, right? It's like, look, you know, that's why we're here uh, paving the way first, making those mistakes so that way you guys can learn from it. And, uh, and you know, and now there's results to prove it, right? Like there's so many testimonies, like I'm sure in your group, in my group, right, where people come in and, you know, they don't have any foundation of what, what you know, or maybe they do, right? But either way, they come in and they're willing to learn, they they apply themselves, they show up, they get started, and you know now six months, eight months, ten months down the road, it's a whole nother game for them, right? Some of them, you know, it's a flipping world, right, where they've turned, you know, a couple Solana into hundreds of Solana, right? Or maybe it's hey, you know what? They got involved in the space, they found job opportunities, or maybe they've uh, helped co-found a project or start something else on on their own terms, right? It's it's really cool what the space offers and what sort of outcomes has come from some of the students and the people that we've personally been connected with, right? So that's the beauty is like, never be afraid, like any listener on here to just simply reach out, right? Just ask, right? Like, you know, uh, there's never been a time where I'm like, you know what? I won't show you. You're not cool enough, right? You can't join the club, right? Well, yeah, well, no. Um, at the end of the day, too, sometimes if you, you know, I guess to answer this question as well, where can people get started so they aren't alone? Um, sometimes it's just go get more involved in a community, right? Go buy a project that's, you know, what whatever that resonates with you and then just be involved in it. Like, you know, start communicating with other people that are in there and find like maybe some values in there. Maybe it, they might rug in, in, in a, in a month, two months, whatever, but you know, that, that action of being more involved in the community, um, your ROI is going to be back on just the, that value itself. And you're going to learn so much in that process too. So. Good, uh, good segment there, man. And like, like I said, it, it comes down to the intention, you know, like you asked, you're like, man, you made Web3 and NFT sound, you know, amazing. <laughs> like, why, why would somebody want to enter this space? You know, like, that's definitely a question. And especially in the bear market, it gets asked a lot. You know, like, how how do you talk to an average normal person to say buying this, you know, JPEG is worth it? You know, that it, you're going to definitely receive some benefit. And it just comes down to the intention of, you know, what are you looking to do in this space? That's at the end of the day. You know, what... What intention are you going to work with uh, and, and actually looking to build? You know, is it getting a job? Is it, you know, being able to promote your own business? Is it, you know, what, what exactly um, are you looking to achieve? Heck yeah. And th- that's one thing I start, um, for example, my curriculum in is it's like, first, who do you need to be in order to become this investor that we're stepping into? And like, why is it that you want to be here? And why do you see this as an avenue? Is it like you said, is it financial freedom? Is it, is it uh, the ability to be anywhere in the world, right? What, what exactly is it to just make a few extra hundred bucks? Is it to quit your job, right? Like, you know, and, and going back to that process is super duper important. Um, but I would love to transition the conversation and I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, more as like, as a founder, right? You know, you stepped into this like founding position, you know, rebuild of a community, um, you know, bring on some of the right team members, but like, I want to talk to like, you know, people that want to step into this founding position and like, you know, maybe get some insights of like, what's really important on that. And, you know, some keys to building the right team and, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, so just to elaborate further on like, 
your experience of stepping into this founding position. Plus, I guess you are a founder in the other business you're doing, but like just some important key notes that you could share to the newest person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I approached uh, being, you know, founder, leader and uh, NFTs the same way that I did with a, a actual company, you know, like I do have uh, CEO experience in real life. Uh, so I manage, you know, people manage different pillars of the business, uh, housing, just communications, all of that stuff. Uh, so filtering that back into the DRUG process, you know, instantly I was like, well, where's my support system? You know, who is here helping me? Um, the, the previous setup, you know, in Solana and for NFTs back in the day was, you know, maybe there's one, maybe two founders and, you know, like one, two developers and maybe, you know, one artist, you know, and like maybe that artist got paid ahead of time and isn't even a part of the team anymore. You know, like there were so many different things where these projects were reliant on, you know, like three or four people. Uh, and, and that was the the lucrative side of, you know, what's going to build this project. Um, well, like I said, I didn't have full time capacity to give my time and energy here. So I had to recognize how much time and energy I could devote, you know, what else was I taking away from? Uh, and then where did I need support? You know, like if I was going to make this community actually be worth something, if, you know, everybody's investments were going to be worth something, you know, who was even here willing to support that? Um, so a lot of the vision, you know, is what needed to be presented first and foremost, you know, any of these projects that are uh, minting out, you know, their visions, you know, front to back end. But as a DRUG, I, my vision of having a NFT community was not Board Ape Solana Club, you know, like it just wasn't. I would have had, you know, my own artwork, I would have had my own process, I would have had, you know, whatever the team was that I put together. And instead, I worked with the pieces that I had. And it was a little bit of a you know, well, who's here and who actually wants to work and give it their all? You know, who wants kind of a safe haven uh, foundation in the NFT space uh, to just be able to build and, and create and, you know, share your gifts? Um, so it, it kind of came more as a uh, who wants to kind of donate their time and energy and just have a safe space in Web3 to explore. Uh, so we have, you know, two full stack developers who are high in uh, kind of the, the governmental realm of things to where a lot of the stuff they do, they don't want their name out there. You know, they're very good at what they do, but uh, it's not necessarily cool yet to talk in their, you know, boardrooms about crypto yet, you know, or like what they're building, you know, for the Solana ecosystem. So, um, you know, they've been able to build us staking platforms. They've been able to build us, you know, our own Discord verification systems. I mean, you know, they've got our own websites, all, all of this stuff. Uh, you know, we've got our own merch store that we've been created. So there's a, a merchandise uh, guy who you know, had uh, worldwide uh, connections for print on demand and, and got it all set up. So a lot of our our foundation has been built from within the community of people ju who just had gifts and wanted to work, you know, for their own bag. They wanted to be able to support their own, uh, their own system, you know, and this is where the differentiation came from, you know, being a business owner to then being uh, just a, a leader in the, the NFT space everybody was willing to work for free. You know, they were willing to put in their time and energy because they were invested in it already. You know, in the, in the real world, uh, I guess you, nobody works for free. Everybody's time is, is paid for. Uh, and here there's so much exploration going on uh, that a lot of people are just wanting to get their name out there. They're wanting to, you know, get some experience underneath their belt uh, and they're willing to support you on your journey um, as long as they understand your vision. So like I said, the vision that I kind of broadcasted out there was, 
you know, Board Ape Solana Club is a safe haven. Um, I know that I'm not going anywhere. Uh, we have six different admins on the team that are all uh, publicly doxxed uh, to the community. We have a community that's even doxxed. So we've got, you know, hundreds of people who have, you know, shared Facebooks and they're sharing, you know, personal information because at the end of the day, we're still people. You know, like, yes, a lot of people try to hide behind, you know, the whole JPEG and the lucrative, you know, whatever it is. But realistically, we've got a really big group of people that are interested in NFTs, are interested in Web3. Uh, and you just kind of ask who's willing to to give what time and energy they can. Um, so, you know, we, did, we didn't mint anything, you know, like we didn't have this huge influx of, of revenue that we were, you know, looking to build this whatever it is. Uh, our community came together, donated 100 Solana, and relaunched everything. And from that point forward, we've now just been experimenting in Web3 and building together. Um, so recommendation to anybody looking to uh, you know, start their own project, don't, don't do it alone. Uh, don't think that you, know, you and your buddy can do this because you're not. Uh, I mean, when you're managing thousands of people, I mean, thousands of investors who are all giving their perspective and opinion and wanting to tell you what you need to do to pump their bags, it's very easy to lose sight of what your vision was, and why you entered the space. Um, so just really always remind yourself of what brought you here and what you were looking to achieve. Uh, and that usually what you're broadcasting out there uh, will attract your tribe with you they'll be willing to support that vision and build with you dude i love that um you know i could just uh re-listen to that one segment alone and take some more notes right because you know um that that applies you know into my role too right and i think it's really powerful to to understand all of that right and you know um from a community perspective right it's like there's so many you know, the biggest leverage like, you know, that we have is the power of many, right? And there's a, a, an army of people that are willing to, you know, raise their hands to help out where they can, right? Of course, not everyone's full time. We got, we got, we are all humans. We, we have, you know, our gigs, right? But at the end of the day, you know, um, just a little bit counts, right? You know, an hour a day can go a long way. Um, so I really love what you shared there. Um, and, and what we can really, uh, do from that. So, um, I have a few more questions before we wrap it up. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about was a little bit about like the spiritual side of success. Like what, what is the importance of that? What's, uh, what's your take on like, you know, the spiritual side of success. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Um, and then also I'd like to hear a bit, you know, some of the routines that you implement cause you're, you're juggling, you know, two companies, right? How do you keep a balance to make sure that they're both running and, you know, making sure that your, your time is taken care of, right? As well, you know, you have a wife, you, you enjoy life too, right? Like, how do you have all this balance, right? So um, those are, those are the two things I want to touch in on, and then we can uh, wrap it up from there. Cool, beautiful. So uh, background story, just on spirituality, I grew up in the Bible Belt of uh, the Southeast United States. Um, but I personally, uh, was not necessarily, you know, religious growing up. My parents, uh, I believe were atheists. So they kind of told me to explore religion for my own, uh, you know, make my own suggestions, uh, you know, recommendations, whatever I chose to do with uh, my life. Um, so I started studying, uh, all religions, you know, and I started kind of finding commonalities in between all of them. 
Um, and eventually that, you know, kind of opened me to my spiritual journey of just, you know, recognizing uh, that we're all one, we're all really connected at the end of the day. Um, love is the underlying message in between, you know, all world religions. Um, yes, there's a lot of in-betweens and a lot of technical details and all that stuff. Um, but when it really comes down to it, uh, we're all connected at the end of the day. So with that kind of perspective that I've had, uh, you know, it allowed me to uh, start this process of give and take, you know, so you talk about how do you manage your time and energy. Um, I see it as a way of what am I giving uh, out to, you know, the universe or giving to somebody else. Um, you know, like these podcasts are a way for me to give, you know, unconditionally, like somebody's uh, hopefully listening to this and receiving some benefit from this. Uh, and immediately after this, then I'll go, you know, work out and that'll be giving to myself. You know, that'll be, uh, you know, making sure that I'm taking care of my body. Um, so things like that have helped me maintain that balance. Um, but my spiritual practice uh, has been what kind of gave me the, the daily habits uh, that allow me to maintain the lifestyle that I have. Um, so a lot of my days I wake up at 7, 7.30. Um, usually I then do a little bit of reading, a little bit of yoga, um, <laughs> usually drink a, a coffee or a tea in the morning. Uh, and then I usually participate uh, in the markets, trading Forex. Um, usually from 8.30 to, you know, 10 o'clock is kind of like the window. Um, but I actually trade while I'm at the gym. Uh, so if I'm at the gym, uh, then, you know, I'll kind of just be <laughs> literally trading US 30 on the one minute time frame as in between sets sometimes. Uh, so don't advise that to everybody, but I've just been trading long enough uh, to where I feel comfortable doing that now. Uh, but even whenever uh, my wife and I were, you know, traveling the, the U.S., uh, you know, I didn't have a gym nearby. So I just work out in the mornings, uh, spend intentional time with the wife. Uh, and then I started all of my meetings. So I've got all my meetings. Uh, I'm even at the office right now. So you may hear some background uh, noise right there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just going on my day, uh, really knocking out just stuff for the, the company and then nighttime shifts. Uh, you know, usually or my second wind. Uh, that's when I would do my, you know, DGEN NFTs, crypto, uh, you know, speaking with the community, Twitter spaces, uh, really just diving into, you know, that type of uh, segment. And then, you know, I end up closing things off and coming back center uh, before the end of the night, you know, and, and once again, checking in with myself, uh, clearing out emotions, uh, and just kind of prepping myself for the day ahead. So it's just a, a full cycle. Uh, I think, you know, my wife, I try to squeeze in about three to four hours a day of just intentional time, whether it's, you know, eating with her, uh, you know, playing with our animals. So I've got a, a dog and a cat as well. Um, so that that's kind of just how I maintain to make sure that I'm not, you know, working literally 24 hours a day. Um, but yeah, usually sleep six hours, uh, hang out with the wife for, you know, three to four hours. Um, and then the rest of it's work, man. It just... <laughs> young and, and working and trying to trying to make it man yeah doing your best on so many levels i i really like the the biggest takeaway i saw there was like when you mentioned about like giving both ways right you know to you know how, how we fill our cups it's like you know we can we give to others but also you know giving yourself time to give back to yourself um i thought that was a a big takeaway that i took in from the from what you shared there um, I had a random question that popped up, you know, I hear often it's like, you know, cause you, you're, you're married, right? You have a wife, um, you know, that, that support system between each other. And I, I hear, you know, too often it's kind of sad. Unfortunately, it's like, you know, a lot of people they're like, yeah, my, my wife does not like my JPEG 
uh, buying addiction, right? And uh, you know, I hear that in the in the space. Do you have any like, you know, maybe I don't know if the advice is the best. Maybe like words of wisdom in a sense of like, well, you know, what you can share to that person that's like, you know, that's that's really hard to get that support from their significant other. Yeah, uh, to be honest, that. <laughs> It's a very interesting uh, perspective. I, I actually, in, in Board Ape Solana Club, I made that actually a priority as one of our utilities. Uh, how to talk to my wife 101 about uh, my JPEG addiction. And how we did it was uh, we ended up buying their wives lunch or taking them to movies or paying for massages. Uh, so we basically ran contests uh, every day of the week that uh, was just a conversation starter, you know, so we would have five to 10 people every day, uh, you know, win a tank of gas, win, you know, lunch on Board Ape Solana Club, win, you know, massage with you and your wife, you know, so it, it made something that seems so funny and comical to talk about, uh, actually bring into some real world, you know, utility that, hey, babe, like this pizza that we're eating was paid for by, you know, my monkey JPEG. So it's no longer a, you know, laughing conversation. It's now more of a curiosity of like, whoa, well, how, how is that possible? You know, and that that was my shift. Uh, so, you know, I, and I gave that to our community. And I think everybody's wives now are a little more understanding. They've helped, you know, pick out apes to buy and all that kind of kind of transition. So it was more uh, finding ways to creatively get them to participate and engage uh, and, and not making it seem so separate, you know, like we, in the NFT space, we, we isolate ourselves, you know, like we think that, you know, <laughs> everybody else needs to learn about us, but realistically, like, I think that we're our own niche and we need to remember, you know, how other people interact in the world and, and, you know, kind of reverse the script. We're so zoomed in at this point, you know, our risk tolerance is so damn high that, you got to think about the average person who has zero risk tolerance, you know, like they're risking it just to get out of bed in the morning, let alone, you know, throw long on, you know, the Dow Jones in the morning at 830 at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I, 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 I love that. And it, and it was kind of fun because when we, we shared the whole travel side of things, you know, people were like, oh, man, finally something that I can share with my significant other to to, you know, be like something that we could do together. Right. And I, I really love how you just mentioned, it's like, man, if you can, you know, do your best to say, incorporate your wife or significant other and just spark the curiosity of it, like how it would apply into her or his, his life. Right. Um, on, on a in real life experience. Right. So I, I really like that. Um, thank you for sharing that insight. And, and uh, my, my take, my take on that last one is I married her because she said, when you are trading your JPEGs, you've got a shit grin smile on your face and that's all that matters. So that's why you married her. A hundred percent. Right. So anyways, uh, dog days, is there any, uh, closing remarks or anything that we, uh, did not touch on that you wanted to share, uh, before we close this episode? Uh, dude, just appreciate you having me on here. Uh, you know, would love to make this kind of like a reoccurring thing. Uh, you know, a lot of NFT space is really driven into the nitty gritty of, you know, what the blockchain is or what NFTs are. And they get so, uh, zoomed in right to where they don't zoom out enough to relate to the average person. 
uh, you know, the average person still doesn't even know what the term NFT even means, you know, until they Google it. So uh, my, my perspective, you know, is that there's however many billion of people in the world, you know, there's only a couple, you know, million wallets opened up in the NFT space. Uh, so there's a lot of onboarding that needs to take place. Um, if you're listening to this message, you're part of that onboarding process. Uh, so just continue to think of how are you engaging uh, with others about this space? What information are you sharing? Uh, is it of value? Is it of education? Um, you know, or is it just from purely financial perspectives? Um, so I encourage, once again, anybody listening to this to just observe how are you participating in the space? Um, what value are you providing uh, and who are you surrounding yourself with? You know, what information are you intaking? Uh, is it, you know, purely financial or is there some education attached to it? Um, from the bear market, uh, my experience is everything built on financial structures uh, topples over pretty heavy. Uh, those that are built on communities and education uh, are still here today. Boom. You just hit it right on the nail. Um, honestly, like... I resonate so well with it and uh, it's super true, right? As we do build up our financial pillar and as we are working on these income streams, it's also really important to, you know, to fill up those other little cups. And that could just be as simple as the fun and excitement that comes with it, the, the human connections that you create, uh, making sure your health's on point, you know, taking time for yourself, going outside, working out, touching grass, whatever else that comes with it. Um, so, man... I had a lot of fun today. I just want to say thank you for showing up. Thank you for, for, you know, sharing your perspectives. And, you know, like you said, it's creating this personal experiences, you know, you and I, we're, we're just two average humans here, you know, creating a, another human experience and having fun with it. So, um, but you know, with JPEGs, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, man, um, really appreciate it. would love to have you back on at some point and, uh, looking forward to publishing this for the listeners and, uh, for everyone to get some, a little bit of value. So lastly, like, you know, to, fu- to get connected with, uh, doc days, you can get him on, uh, I'll put all in the show links below. You can go check out his project, board ape Solana club, um, get connected with his Instagram. He, he's got some cool content um, when it comes to his like van life experience. Um, you know, even even the build of his shuttle bus. It's pretty cool. Um, so definitely go check it out. And um, yeah, we're going to keep vibing out, keep having fun uh, throughout this next uh, several months and who knows, years to come too. So um, looking forward to meeting you in person and also getting that tattoo uh, sleeve uh, finalized too, right? So... Gotta get it finished, man. I'm stacking up the ink. Don't worry. MTC gang, Pantheon gang, where you at? Much love and uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you again soon, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cheers, dude. Thank you. Hey, guys, you made it. This is the end of the episode. And before you, you know, tune away and, you know, go do your thing, I wanted to let you know a couple things of what Club NFT is here to really do, right? Because if you're, you know, struggling and you know, not really getting the results that you're wanting in the NFT space as an investor or someone that, you know, being involved or maybe just getting started, you need to figure out where to even get started. Well, guess what? We got you at Club NFT. You know, Club NFT as a whole, we help, you know, beginners in the space, you know, become more profitable, right? We educate them, you know, and education trumps literally everything and they're going to give you that winning edge on most people, right? Because most people 
fail in this space. We want you to become a winner as we understand, you know, NFTs are the number one moneymaker here today in 2022 in the online space, right? And you want to be a part of it. So if you want to figure out a little bit more about all these details, you can find that at clubnft.art. You'll find all the details there as well as you'll see some of our previous episodes. And as always, guys, I want to encourage you to share this with people, right? Let's get this out there, this podcast to more people as we want to empower more founders, more entrepreneurs to get involved in this space, right? So go do that right now. Share it to your story. Share it on Twitter. Uh, post about it as well don't forget to rate this episode five stars right you can do that on spotify on apple Podcasts, and for the people that are still listening right now i want to reward you i want to give you a gift and my gift to you is very simple once a month i'm going to be doing a lucky draw so people that go out and share this people that go and give this five stars i'm going to be you know going through the the people that rated this show I'm going to pick one random winner every single month until I decide to cancel this. Um, Every single month, I'm going to give away a personal NFT from my collection, right? And I'm going to gift that to them. Maybe it'll be your first NFT. Maybe it'll be your hundredth one. But I want to give that to you guys as being a loyal listener, supporting me from the early stages. I want to gift that to you. Um, So that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you received tremendous amounts of value. Go check out the next episodes as we continue to find founders in this space and interview them and hear their perspectives of what Web3 is all about. As always, lastly, feel free to follow me on all social platforms. It's one handle. It is at I Trevor Johnston. At, yeah, that's it. At I Trevor Johnston. You can find me on all platforms. That's letter I in front and Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. So, very simple, guys. If you have any questions, need me, anything like that, or want to be featured on this podcast, simply just DM me, and I got you. And, uh, yeah, that's it, guys. So, thank you, and remember, stay legendary.